0: we now helping highly sensitive children manage their emotions. It's a topic we talked about with clinical psychologist Jackie Maguire back in March, but we had so many questions from listeners that we asked Jackie to come back for part two. We're talking about children who may have large empathy for others, or who are deeply reflective, or who can be easily overstimulated or overwhelmed. We're happy to take more questions, although we've got plenty, but if you want to send more in, do it nice and early. Text us on 2101, email 9 at rnz.co.nz. Jackie Maguire is a Wellington-based clinical psychologist and the author of the children's book, When the Wind Blew. Morena, Jackie, welcome back and thank you. Thanks, Catherine. Nice to be here again. Before we get into these questions, could you recap the key markers of highly sensitive children?
1: Sure, and I think it's important to say from the start. Highly high sensitivity is a trait. Uh, it's not a disorder or an illness. It's something that up to twenty percent of children um, may have or act like, and adults. So you know, I, I said last time, I'm a, I'm a highly sensitive person, and I've got a highly sensitive child. And you know what that means is is that those that are highly sensitive have deep processing uh, and and are very heightened to sensory information, and what that can look like. Uh, is a child that uh, is very acutely aware or reacts largely to their environment so that may uh, be kids that can um you know, only like certain food or have extreme reactions to certain tastes. They're kids that may hate certain textures of clothing. Um, children that don't like large or loud or unexpected noises. Uh, you know, things can be too flavorful, etc. cetera. Um, they're, they're children that process information very thoroughly. So they're deep thinkers. They're largely often creative. They have a very strong intuition from a young age and actually high sensitivity is seen as one of the key characteristics often of gifted children, um, they've got very large empathy for other people they're empaths so they can pick up on uh, people's emotions around them from a young age Uh, they're children that are easily overstimulated and what does that look like that's you know children that when they go to a party normally they might be quite confident but they may be you know my daughter she's two and a half she puts her two fingers in her mouth she kind of you know hunches over and stays very close to me until she feels settled that doesn't mean she's shy it doesn't mean she's an introvert but it's that processing of Of her new environment before she starts to feel calm and settled and able to participate. Um, That overstimulation may look like if you've had a busy day. Transitions are very difficult. So going from dinner table to bath or bath to bed um, is difficult when when you know that child is overstimulated and wound up. Uh, The the last kind of key factor is that often highly sensitive children uh, may be more prone to sudden tantrums or meltdowns because often they're overloaded uh, with information or, or all with emotional overload. So, you know, uh, it may mean that we see children that cry more rapidly or, or strongly or have those large reactions faster.
0: And the particular needs of this uh, child, just elaborate.
1: Yeah, sure. So I I think we go, well, how do we parent these children, right? Well, firstly, I think we need to show our children that we accept them and that we don't see their high sensitivity as a problem or as a negativity. They are who they are. And often that high sensitivity comes with huge strengths. Uh, It comes with great gifts of being creative, being smart, being curious, uh, being very compassionate for other people. And we want to remind our children of their of the brilliant traits that that do come with their high sensitivity of their own personal strengths and gifts but you know as a parent I think when we can accept their high sensitive, you know their high sensitivity if we come away from that feeling of we've got to you know toughen our kids up or we've got to make sure that they can you know cope better or manage faster and you know if we can get out of the expectation and just become to accept our child for, for who they are and for, to love them for who they are that Puts us in a position where we can start to problem solve rather than being reactionary ourselves. Uh, I think as parents, it's really important that uh, if we're needing to uh, give boundaries to our children or to discipline their behaviour, that's an important part of parenting. But how we do that is important. So highly sensitive children react to sternness. They react to your loud shouting voice. I remember talking to a parenting expert once who said, you know, be the pilot with your children. You know, if your plane is going to crash, you don't want a pilot that's going to scream and yell, you know, you want someone that sounds very authoritative and they know what they're talking about but they're calm with it and I think it's quite a helpful kind of phrase I hold that phrase when I'm parenting is am I being the pilot am I speaking because highly sensitive children will feel guilt you know more deeply they'll feel shame more deeply and you know if we are yelling loudly or we're getting really angry and cross with them they'll react to that and the neuroscience that is is when we get flooded with big negative emotion we can't think clearly you know our children don't have well-developed frontal lobes to start with you know so we want them to have all the the cognitive capacity they've got so you know if we can be calm with our discipline calm with our boundaries it doesn't mean you have to uh, be flimsy on them you can hold very firm but the manner in which we're presenting uh, that discipline presenting that boundary to our children is important i think also uh, what what we know is helpful with highly Sensitive children is to come from a more positive than negative lend And what's an example of that? You know, what's the classic dinner time? Um, you can't have your dessert unless you eat your dinner. That's my, what we might say without thinking about it too clearly. Uh, what's been shown to be more helpful with highly sensitive children is to flip that into a reward. If you finish your dinner, you've got really yummy dessert waiting for you. So you're kind of leading them to the reward rather than putting the harsh punishment up front.
0: All right, let's get to the questions. Some have just landed this morning, some we think we... had left over from last time, I might even end up repeating a couple, but that won't matter. Let's start with some of the ones that came in first, uh, just most recently this morning. Uh, This is a question for the parenting expert on highly sensitive children. I have a five-year-old son whom we think and his teachers have identified as sensitive. He's a bit different from usual highly sensitive children as he's very outgoing, boisterous, has loads of energy is full on and very strong-willed, along with sensitivity emotionally. We have lots of tears and wanting to understand why his great-grandparents, some he has not met met have died as well as to sense textures of fabrics and food and overwhelm from noise though he's also one of the loudest people I've met my partner and I struggle with this combination of sensitivity and strong-willed spirited behavior I'm currently Uh reading the book living with intensity by Susan Daniels do you have any other advice for strong-willed yet highly sensitive children Uh my partner and I are both HSP and would love some pointers pointers
1: Do we do we live in the same house? I wonder, you know. And I think that <laughs> I think that's often a misconception, right? That if you've got a highly sensitive child, they'll be shy and introverted all the time. And then, well, it's, it's bollocks. It's not true, you know. If your child is confident and calm and in a familiar environment, they're able to be themselves, right? They don't have that overstimulated newness in which they're needing to process. And so, I think let's first normalize that absolutely the the confidence the performance the strong will the high spiritedness can go hand in hand with those big feelings and you know i i think it really is about uh, connecting with our children and their feelings acknowledging them helping children to put words to what they're feeling so um, emotion regulation uh, is one of i think probably the most important skill set that all human beings need to be taught uh, it's not something that we're just born with knowing how to regulate our emotions but it's highly connected to well-being and positive mental health and to that ability to kind of move flexibly uh, throughout your life and part of emotion regulation is labelling what you're feeling and so depending on the age of your child you know if if they're young children you can use pictures with facial expressions almost having emotion cards if they're older you know having emotion labels around or cards that you can use and when appropriate being able to say to your child to your to your boy who's five and I can see that you're really upset I can see that because I, I I can see those big tears and you've got all hot and you're wanting a cuddle and your shoulders are drooping I can see that you're really sad you know and like my two and a half year old can do they often will say yes that's how I'm feeling you know and being able to teach your child the label of what goes with their feeling and the signs that accompany that helps their emotion literacy grow Um, and as I say so often across many platforms when you name it you tame it so it's not about squashing the feeling it's not about um, ignoring the feeling it is about helping them regulate that. And we are their role models. So part of being a highly sensitive adult, right, is if you have your own reactions to things, is how can I start role modeling uh, outwardly uh, and and very much from a a positive, um, very clear way of I'm trying to teach my child what to do. So, you know, as an adult, I might say, I'm feeling really worried about... You know, going to this today because I don't know many people and, I, and I'm worried I might not feel able to talk to someone. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take some deep, deep breaths before I go in. I'm going to find someone in the room I know or someone in the room that I, you know, I want to talk to. And I'm going to go up to them and ask them a question of, you know, why are you here today or what are you most like? Or, you know, like if you can role model and teach your children how to interact, for example, um, and how you regulate emotions, that can be very helpful.
0: Really interesting observation that part of the variation is depending on what the environment is and and whether Mm. it's new or whether it's daily and and therefore Mm. it might explain some of the variation. Next one, my daughter is nine and ever since she was a toddler, she massively reacts in huge anger outbursts to any perceived negative feedback, no matter how gentle. Sometimes it's as simple as me asking her for the second time to get her pyjamas on. She will scream, yell and storm off. I try hard to be a loving, caring, patient parent, as well as setting appropriate boundaries for her, but just can't seem to shift these extreme reactions. She's calm and kind at school and friends' houses. How do I help her manage these extreme emotions? Mm
1: -hmm. And that's I mean that's tough and it's draining right as a parent to be managing that and I think it's important to note that so many of us are doing our best all the time and it can feel like no matter what I do I still get these big reactions Uh, and so I also think it's useful to note that with children often they get to the end of the day and they've spent so much energy holding it together at school or holding it together uh, with you know friends or friends parents that you kind of get it all when they come back because their uh, capacity uh, to manage has run out and so I, I think you just have to do your best you continue to you know use your use your calm but firm boundaries and I think I would preempt it with my child I think I'd have a conversation depending on their age of hey I notice that any time mum asks you to do something um, that you get really upset and you know do you feel like mum's telling you off do you feel like you're in trouble like have an explorative conversation with them Um, and then I think you know children at a very young age can problem solve I'd be saying I don't like us getting into tantrums together. I don't like it, you know, I don't like being cross or I don't like you being upset all the time. How do we do it better? How do we do it where we can get our jammies on or get into bed, um, you know, without fighting with each other or without, without getting re- up, really upset? And have a conversation with your child. See what they say. And, you know, sometimes reminders of that is quite is quite helpful uh, I think- as well. I'd also say, has your child had enough downtime, because I think that's one of the biggest our help is, is we've got to have time for our children to process all that sensory information there, you know, that they've got going on in their brain. So if we're trying to do things too quickly in those transitions, that often heightens our likelihood of big
0: meltdowns. I think this was one that was left from last time. We we, we got to it right at the end and we knew it needed more time. My daughter is on the autism spectrum and shows all the traits of a highly sensitive child. What would be the differentiation between autism and highly sensitive?
1: Yeah, and, and I'm going to be very um, transparent with the listeners that I'm not an autism special, specialist. But if we look at that um, autism spectrum disorder, ASD, which can go from, you know, signs of Asperger's through to uh, high autism, um, I, I think, you know, People with high sensitivity still are able to hold empathy. In fact, they have great empathy for other people, whereas perhaps some of those ASD signs are that, that connection with people or that ability to um, see other people's points of views or to be aware that people have different points of views, etc., uh, are less. So, I think that is a differing sign. Um, I also think that the difference between high sensitivity uh, and autism really is just that those relationships, you know, relationships. Are very key and and often very important to that highly sensitive child Um, and you know and they're open to feedback and able to learn perhaps more easily than someone with um, ASD signs so I think you, you can see how they'd partner together but they are distinct and different.
0: My nine-year-old son, a very kind, smart and creative kid. Home is always great, but he has a sort of sadness around school as he really wants to have more friends, but he's very standoffish and we've struggled to help him with tools to use. And he gets very upset when we try to talk with him. What resources can you recommend to us that we can work with?
1: Mm, Well, I I think that is working with the teacher and with the school, is that identifying certain children that can almost be made like a buddy so that there's someone else proactively initiating uh, those those friendships with your son um, is that about having multiple avenues where friends can be made? So. You know, I know sometimes the school that you're in doesn't have the right fit for friends, uh, but are they involved in sports or music or arts or community groups where there are other opportunities for friendships to be made? Because we know if they've got strong relationships out of school, it actually helps children with their confidence in school. Uh, And I also think, and this may or may not be the case, but sometimes I think as parents we battle on even when the fit is wrong you know we think that we should be able to make things work Uh, and if your child's school uh, isn't the right fit if the kids there aren't the right fit for your child is there an alternate that may be a better fit and I think it's okay to be open to exploring that it's not a failure on anyone of your son on you of the school maybe the fit is just not right and often I hear from parents retrospectively that they go I wish we'd pulled our child out. I wish we'd set them X, Y, and Z. I think that would have been a better fit. And so give yourself permission to even explore that as an option.
0: My four-year-old grandson gets very overwhelmed in a large group of people. He throws almighty tantrums that last two hours. Any advice would be welcome. Mm -hmm.
1: I I think for me that, the first place I'd go is the prepping so if you know that your child grandchild gets overwhelmed in large large groups talk to them about it a four-year-old can easily comprehend this we're going to a party we're going to the park where there'll be lots of people you know I know that sometimes you can find it really hard if there's lots of people and lots of noise and lots of lights etc um so I'm just letting you know that that's where we're going I'm really happy to stay with you would you like to hold my hand would you like to stay with me and until you feel calm or, or until you feel happy enough to go off should we have a signal that if you're ready to go you know how long do you think we should give it on the clock and I think that's a skill I use with adults all the time for example if they're going networking or to parties give it an hour and if you've you know if you're done after an hour you know you've shown up you've been present now you can leave you know have the child equivalent with your grandchild which is you know what's our bargain or what's our compromise together how long are we going to stay and you know I'm going to teach you I'm going to put it on the timer or you can see on the clock uh, and let's check in with each other then do we want to stay or do we want to go and so I think that preempting, partnering partnering with the child I think is one of the most helpful phrases that I've kind of tagged onto is let's do this in partnership together rather than it being you know an authoritarian I tell you how this is going to go I think if children feel included in the decision making of course in an appropriate way they're not they're not the boss as my daughter says you're the boss mum yes but we can do it together and, and, and we can partner on how we navigate that I think you've got a better chance of success
0: my teenager has decided that they have a personality disorder. Could we please have your insight into this trend of self-diagnosis and how to approach with a sensitive young person?
1: Yeah, I think, I think, Catherine, what you are highlighting there is this very difficult space we're in, where knowledge is power, which is a good thing uh, when the knowledge is accurate and the knowledge is individualised. Unfortunately, I think the risk of the internet, the risk of social media uh, is that There is so much information from non-qualified people or people that feel like their experience is there for everyone's experience, which we know is not the case, that we are in this place where, you know, over-identification is occurring. Personality disorders aren't diagnosed till somebody is 18. Your personality is not fixed till 18. So, you know, as as a clinician, I might I might say to myself with someone, I'm noticing some traits that are there. That definitely doesn't mean someone has a stable personality disorder. And it's not something I want someone thinking about, uh, especially when they're under 18, because that's a fixed lifelong pattern of behavior that's very difficult to shift and so you know I think if your 16 year olds wanting to learn about themselves do that with a therapist do that with a mentor or a coach that's got the qualified skill set you know listen to them I think that you know one of the things we don't want to do with our teams uh, is to dismiss them because when people feel dismissed they'll stop talking so we need to acknowledge you know wow what you know what makes you think that where did you come across that information how does it make you feel if you're kind of thinking that that's the category you're sitting in you know and then being able to say you know I want us to be really cautious and careful around this you know I know that you know personality disorders are something that's really kind of serious and it's not something that's even looked at until people are 18 you know what are the things that you're finding tricky can we work together on on seeing if we can you know help help you manage better